go to infendo.com and join our Discord and ask us a question. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. This is episode 706, I'm pretty sure. Justin, how are you doing tonight, and did I get the episode title right? Uh, yes, it looks like it is 706. I am doing okay. Uh, nothing to promote, because I've been lazy. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's okay. I've also got nothing to promote, because I've been um, busy. I did... Well, I'll promote my um, chainsaw usage over the weekend. I cut down a tree, felt pretty good about it. So um, <laughs> go cut down a tree and plant a new one. That's what my plan is. Um, I got up on the roof and put flashing tape on a spot where the porch is leaking. So I guess oh. that's my handyman work for the week. There you go. We, we earned our um, dad bods. Um, all right. <laughs> well, let's get going. I think that this week was a little bit slow on the news side, but hey, it's the end of November. It's just kind of how it goes. Um, there was a little bit something that came out of a um, MinMax YouTube um, interview with the uh, director of Super Mario RPG Remake. Um, I have yet to play the game yet, but I have decided that I am going to use one of my vouchers this weekend and play it. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. But our, basically what happened was they asked if, you know, hey, w would you be willing to work on another one of these things? And the director, I'm not even going to try and butcher his name, Ch <laughs> Chihoro something. Um, he said that, yeah, I'd. I would love to work on a sequel to this game. So yeah, that's, uh, I don't know that that means that it's going to happen, but Hey, it, it sounds like the guy that uh, directed it would be up for it. Uh, what do you think? I know that you've been playing it some, so w w would you be up for a sequel to this one? Is it ever going to happen? Um, first of all, I would, I would definitely, uh, love one. I didn't realize that. Um, okay. So, Alright, so this is the director of the original Super Mario RPG who also directed the the remake, I, I take it? Because I... Mm -hmm. Okay, alright, because um, I, I, I was going to say before I read the article, um, you know, the, the kind of unofficial sequel to Super Mario RPG is the Mario and Luigi series, because that was actually sure. made by the same team of developers who went on to make their own company after they left Square. Um, so, I mean, if you want to play the sequel to Super Mario RPG, there, there, there it sure. is. But, uh... But, and, and he, I mean, and he was certainly... on that game, too. I think he did a lot of the Mario games. Maybe not as a director, but, you know, he was... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he did any of the other ones, but I know that they definitely... Uh, the same team did uh, Superstar Saga, and they had actually looking... done... A, hmm? Go ahead. Uh, they, they had actually done a, an RPG before Superstar Saga that was very similar. That was the reason that they got the, I guess, contract or whatever to, to make Mario & Luigi. But, um, I mean, Mario & Luigi is great, but it's not Super Mario RPG. You know, there's just something sure. about that that three quarter view and and you know just that 
uh, chibi, uh, you know, style. Everybody's, you know, all boxy. And um, I would love to have another game like this. I mean, I've, I've loved most of the Mario RPGs that I've played. Um, sure. And and more is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm going to try and say his name, Chihiro Fujioka. Fu, Fujioka, I think I is how you pronounce that name. Chihiro uh, Fujioka. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's, it's close, close for Eugene anyways. I'm, I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia. Nobody can see this. I'm turning on my screen share here. <laughs> but he did a lot of um, uh, the Mario games, it looks like. He looks like he did Superstar okay. Saga, um, obviously Mario um, RPG. Um, he's listed as um, have done Partners in Time as like a field okay. design work. So a lot of, lot of them are credited to him in some way. I'm actually not seeing the new um, game on this page, but it just be could be that his Wikipedia page has not been updated. Or but, maybe um, it's listed in the previous article because I noticed that right. the remake for oh but they've got bowser's inside story on there twice i don't know that's weird uh but yeah i didn't realize that the same director did all of the mario and luigi games i know that he was responsible for the first one um but i didn't know how much farther that that went uh so that's kind of neat um we yeah, have looks gotten... like he was listed as a field designer on this one for which was partners in time a field designer on bowser's inside story so maybe not the director on all of these ones but it looks like he was involved yeah um i'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten a mario and luigi on the switch yet um because we've gotten a paper mario um right uh so you know maybe Maybe they're already working on it. Oh, actually, no. That's right. The the company that makes Mario and Luigi went out of business a few years ago. So sure. maybe Nintendo just hasn't found somebody to pick up the slack. Um, sure. But, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's Mario RPGs are some of my favorite, if not only favorite, uh, uh, turn-based Japanese role-playing games and... And more of them is always great, but there was definitely something unique about the Super Mario RPG that none of the others have managed to uh, duplicate. So, yeah, you know, I would love a direct if, sequel if you want... with like Gino exactly. and like, yeah, it, it would be. I think has Gino made like any like cameo appearances in the other ones? I, I forget if he has. He he appeared in one of the mario and luigi games at least one he might have appeared in in a couple of them um because when i was doing uh perler beads um i actually found the sprite so i could make one for a friend of mine uh so yeah i know he was in at least one of them but yeah it was just a cameo like he wasn't like a playable character or or a major character he just i think he ran a shop or a or one of the you know games or something like that yeah it would be nice to have like uh you know get give me gino give me mallow give me all the the old boys um i don't know if it has to be a direct story sequel but that would be cool too if they could somehow you know turn that into something yeah i mean it would be nice to have uh bowser on on your team again yeah uh i know the i almost forgot the mario plus rabbits is another you know turn-based Right. Uh, Mario RPG, and you can partner up with Peach in that one, but not Bowser. So, um, that was that was one of my favorite aspects of 
that game is the the you know having Bowser on your team and mm-hmm. and just kind of getting a different side to that character. Yeah, it was when I uh, um, realized that that was what was happening. The first time I played Super Mario RPG, I was I was pretty floored. I was like, "Wait a minute, Mario and Bowser on the same team? This doesn't make sense." And it does. It's like it's cool. It's like such a. It's just unique, you know, like something that you would only see in a g- game like this. Um, I uh, don't know if they made another one though, if that would be possible, because I have a feeling a lot of the rights for a lot of that is maybe wrapped up in Square Limbo or something. I don't know how that works. But Apparently, I don't, I just Square don't did assist with the development of the remake. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I guess their name is is somewhere on the title screen or something like that. Um, I I haven't noticed it myself, but I also haven't looked for it. So, uh, yeah. But they must have had something to do with the remake. So maybe, you know, it's it's something that Nintendo can, you know, pass on to them. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, you know, if Square had the bandwidth and, you know, wanted to uh, do something like that, there's definitely an audience. Definitely. I wonder how well this is. Uh, this has been selling, by the way. Um, I haven't seen any haven't numbers seen or reports or anything, but... Um, usually you know, it's be- a, like two or three weeks out, you usually start to see like the Japanese numbers because, you know, Japanese still collect the... Um, retail numbers unlike america or i I, rather npd doesn't report the retail numbers in america you have to like pay for it or something it's some ridiculous oh is that what it is i i know that like some of the companies like i think microsoft doesn't even doesn't even uh post theirs publicly but uh yeah um I was going to say something on the topic of the thing oh i remember um uh, it would be interesting to see if the Mario RPG and the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remakes sell well, because that would show Nintendo that there really is a devoted audience for these games, mm-hmm. and you know maybe we'll get more of them, and they'll be more like the ones that we like. Because right, um, I know that the last couple of Paper Mario games have not been what people really wanted and and so if go out and buy thousand year door and and support it and show nintendo that we want more of that (laughs) yeah exactly like i know that a lot of people um you know loved origami king fine but i think well you know it's i think it sold i'm looking at the numbers here now actually it looks like it sold three million so that's nothing to sneeze at i guess but that's probably not nearly what nintendo was wanting for something like that i would i would imagine i think it was one of the better selling games in the series though i mean it helps that it was on the switch Switch. which you know has you know 40 billion <laughs> systems out seriously, there seriously seriously yeah i mean three three millions a lot you know i i remember back in the uh back in the day you know gamecube days if you made a million sales like you're that's you know that's that's the one you know you that's a oh, i remember thing. in the super nintendo days their their uh player's choice or or whatever they call it nowadays mm-hmm. was was the million seller um right series so 
It had a little right. badge on it. <laughs> I forgot about that, but you're right. I kind of remember like seeing those like at the pawn shops and stuff like that. That's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, well, um, okay. Well, I guess we'll see if there's going to be, you know, a sequel to actual Super Mario RPG. I'm here for it. I, I have a feeling it's not going to happen, though, so don't hold your breath. Um, nothing really else in the way of news, so I figure let's talk about the games that we've been playing. I know Justin has a little bit of a product review, um, so maybe spoilers for that. Um, have you actually played with that? Well, let's let's not uh let's just get with it. Let's yeah, it's talk more about of your a controller. More of a product preview. Um, yeah, kind of a coming attraction. Um, so I've mentioned numerous times about how I hate sony's playstation controllers i hate the the joystick the left joystick position it always causes my hand to cramp up and if i get too used to like an xbox or 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 a nintendo controller and then mm -hmm. try to go to playstation i'm just completely lost i don't know what i'm doing so i tried playing spider-man last week or the week before and it was just an absolute mess because i just could not get a handle on the on the dual sense um but they don't have really any um you know like it used to be i i could get like a like a rock candy uh mm -hmm. ps3 controller that you know had the joystick in the upper left corner and um right. on the ps4 um nake i have the nakon controller uh, which was like 50 or 60 bucks, which was perfect for that sort of thing. Um, the PS5 didn't really have that. The only thing it had um, is the Razer Wolverine, um, which I have here. The problem is the Razer Wolverine is one of those like professional, like, uh, the, the big, the big controllers, you know, the, like right. the, 200 uh, the retail on this is like 250 dollars like right i could buy a switch for that um, right fortunately i didn't pay even half that much um i got you can get refurbished ones on amazon and That's walmart the way to do it yeah so i got a ref uh, refurbished one uh off of amazon i had a 50 dollar amazon gift card um and then I paid the rest using Klarna, so it was you know like thirty bucks every couple of weeks for a few payments. Um, so I haven't had a chance to use it. I did charge it. I'm planning on trying it out tonight, but holding it in my hand, it feels fantastic. The triggers feel like you know PlayStation triggers. They've got that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious whether they have the resistance of the DualSense, because oh, um, because I don't know if you you've you've experienced this but the the sony dual sense controllers the triggers yeah. actually yeah they'll actually push back um so like if you're driving a car you'll feel like the pressure of pushing on a pedal uh which is fantastic because how often do we are we driving in a game and even though the triggers are analog you're just full uh, tilts all the way full, down yeah i i mm. i love that about the dual sense i wish that the um you know that would just become standard, but it, it seems like it's probably pretty expensive. But maybe now that it's like, you know, PlayStation is making it a thing, those parts will become less expensive type of thing. But yeah, I, I, 
the one thing that I'll say is playing a shooting game like with a dual sense I had to turn it off. I was playing with my buddy. We were playing like uh, <laughs> Call of Duty, and I was like, "Okay, my fingers are getting tired. Let's turn, let's turn this bad boy down." So, which is funny because when when it's not in use, it just works like a regular trigger button. So it's weird that Call of Duty would intentionally put the the pressure sensitive on it. But um, yeah, so I don't know whether this has that. It doesn't feel like it does but you know i guess i'll find out for sure um it does have the uh the touchpad so that's right so so that's a thing um and uh it has a plug for a headset not that i ever talked to anybody while playing games anyway and mm -hmm. it has six uh mappable macro buttons so you've got an m1 and m2 on the top then you've got M3 through 6 on the back. Oh, um, fancy. So if, for basically so, like your index fingers and... Okay, that's yeah, pretty so, cool. So, yeah, so you can you can macro the crap out of these things. Um, it can be used wirelessly, uh, which I assume is Bluetooth, because um, it didn't come with an adapter, or wired through uh, USB-C cable. You can also use it on a PS5 or a PC. So you know, I might uh, hook this up to my uh, to my uh, gaming computer and and see how it works. There are also a couple nice. of switches back here. I don't know what they do. Um, this got a got a padlock and it switches on and off. So I'll have to figure those out. Um, I could read the instructions, but who has time for that? <laughs> anyway, I haven't. I haven't used it, but it's very comfortable to hold. Plan on using it tonight, so expect a a full uh, hands-on impressions next week. Nice. Uh, and the what? the the one thing that I don't know if you mentioned it actually was the the positioning of the joysticks. And if you did, yeah. I must have missed it. But that's the like what yeah. I that's a, that was yeah that is the reason I wanted this. Like all the other stuff is is just you know like extra basically. icing on the cake yeah but having having the asymmetrical joysticks is like the number one reason i wanted this one so i I'll... hate playstation because of the <laughs> freaking joystick position i just can't do it so like something like that would be like a godsend if i were to get a playstation did it did you say if it's compatible with playstation 4 as well or just 5 I don't know whether it is. I want to say probably not because I haven't seen anything that specifically says. I know you can use a PS4 controller on the PS5, but only if you're playing a PS4 game. Uh, um, if you're playing a PS5 game, you have to use a DualSense. Um, okay. So um, I'd imagine if this has the same functionality of a DualSense, then it probably will only work on PS5 and PS5 games. But um, I don't know. I've got a couple of PS4 games on my PS5, and I've got a PS4 upstairs, so I'll 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 make sure to try those as well. Guess you got some uh, homework. What, one thing I have been uh, playing with quite a bit is my uh, Retroid Pocket. Um, I found it. Uh, earlier this week, I'm like, oh, I haven't used this thing in a long time because I had a hard time getting the emulators to work and where to put the ROMs and all that. Sure. Well, I was fiddling with it, and I found out that there is a Retroid launcher, uh, which basically, rather than having to go through the the menus to to get to um, 
RetroArch and, and all the other emulators, you just click this little emulation button in the bottom and it opens up this handy little list of oh, all the fancy. systems and it automatically categorizes the games for each system. So I loaded this up with a bunch of games and I've played a little bit of it, not a whole heck of a lot, but now that I... I'm learning more how to use it. Um, I'm probably going to be using it quite a bit more uh, in the coming uh, whatever. There is a what PlayStation is... 2 emulator on it. I don't know how well it works. I haven't gotten it to work, but if I can get it to work, I plan on playing uh, Shadow Man Second Coming on this thing uh, rather than trying to play it on the PlayStation 2 without, you know, save states. <laughs> so you pretty much answered my question then. I, I was going to ask, like, how, what's the, like, power of that thing? Can it, like, run, like, GameCube-type games? Can it so run, like... I have played PSP games on it, and they run well with the default settings. Apparently you can add uh, extra filters and other things that can cause it to chug, but um, in the default settings, it plays fine and looks fine. Um, I have not... It, it is also equipped to play Dreamcast and GameCube games, but I haven't tried them yet. So I think I might have tried a Dreamcast game on my old Retroid, uh, I really have to learn how to use it. I have to install um, BIOS for for the PS2 and and you know various other things. Let me see if I can actually play. Um, okay, I can play a, a Dreamcast game. So uh, you know, I'll get. I'll probably have more information uh, about that uh, next week. Honestly, that's pretty uh, powerful. If it can get up to Dreamcast, that's a pretty you know. Not not recent by any means, but, you know, like, as far as emulation is concerned, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be running Crazy Taxi okay. I don't know why there's no sound. Um, oh, it's actually running really fast. Um, <laughs> so, so, I don't know. Might take some finagling, but I plan on, uh, you know putting more time into it now that I'm learning how to use it because it is sure. a it is a nice little system. It's it's the shape of a switch light, but it's about the size of oh, I don't know. It's somewhere between it's about the size of I guess a 3DS like folded up. Okay. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger. It's it's bigger than a Vita. It's not as big as a Switch Lite, but it's got the same you know, like, kind of shape, shape of it. Shape, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I definitely plan on uh, on getting more uh, use out of this once I learn it, because, again, to be able to emulate my, my games portably will really open up, you know, the possibilities of a bunch of games that I've had on my you know, backlog. Like I said, there's a sequel to Shadow Man on the PS2 that I have but never played. Um, sure. You know, there's a uh, what was it the the uh, for Bro for Frog the Bell Tolls the uh, the game that the Link's Awakening developers made before Link's Awakening. Uh, it only hmm. came out in Japan. I've got an English translation of that that I want to play one of these days. Uh, uh, the other game that I actually did play a little bit of the other night, uh, but I plan on playing 
on my uh, EverDrive uh, either later tonight or later this week is the uh, Super Mario 64 uh, Space World 95 beta recreation. Oh. Um, so I, I got that and I was able to install it on this and it played played really well on on this but nice. i can't wait to put it up on the big screen but i sure. did true to my word i did uh play some of uh both ocarina of time and zelda 64 beta last week after the podcast because <laughs> i was getting a hankering yeah that's uh oddly enough well, i'm in I the guess... same dungeon in both of them <laughs> that's funny I, that'll bleed into my change of system because i also was playing ocarina of time but uh go on uh, well, I mean, other than, you know, the, the same old Switch games that I've been playing, that's pretty much it. Um, let me see if there's anything else worth mentioning. Uh, uh, Mario Wonder, Mario RPG, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Oh, I did get a hankering for some Mario Golf last night. Um, it's easy to play while i'm watching tv so i played a little bit of that but yeah nothing new and exciting on the on the switch to talk about so uh go ahead and and talk about your ocarina of time <laughs> yeah i will talk about that um so i freaking love that game it's so good i don't know why it's so good um it's so old and it's really like if you think about it like so old school compared to like what we're doing today but it still holds up for me because i have the nostalgia behind me you know i you probably give it to like an 18 year old kid and they're like this is garbage give me my Fortnite." but you know i hey. still oh yeah my kids game. could not get my kids could not get through the tutorial <laughs> oh sure yeah see yeah i i um I would also um, say that's probably what's going to happen with my kid when he's old enough. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love that game. It's, it just brings back so many memories, like the first time seeing the uh, P-hats flying and then just running away because they're, like, the scariest <laughs> things in the game. Um, and um, just, like, you know, everything. I, I went and fished. I beat the game is what I did over the um, holiday weekend because, you know, four days of not doing anything, I'm going to play some video games. And what am I going to do? I'm going to play some old video games. And, like, that, I just got lost in that game. It is... Uh, the, from the big Goron sword to all the masks, like just kind of did everything, you know, like everything. Of course, I did a little bit cheating because I use save states and, you know, some of the modern conveniences. Yeah. But um, it's not I, like you've uh, never beaten it before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, the one thing that I haven't done yet is gotten all of the golden um, uh, scatolas or whatever they're called. Sc sc I can't I can't pronounce that the real way because of the way that my 13 year old brain is telling me to say it um, but that's okay you said Bigoron sword and I always called it the Bigoron sword so <laughs> so I really need uh, a pronunciation guide in those uh, instruction manuals I know right or now now that we have voice I guess they can just like remake it and then have it fully voiced <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of what I did for that one. Just incredible game. And there's achievements with Retroarch, so, you know, that's always a plus, too. Um, what else? Basically... Oh, you're not playing, you're not playing them on the, on the Switch, on the NSO, uh, 
No, oh, I, okay. I I wanted to do it with achievements because um, that's just a new experience. There's just a lot of like weird things that you can do um, that you might not have done because it, you know there's an achievement point behind it. So you know I did I did it that way. I didn't get all of them um, because there's a lot of like weird ones. There's like I think there's one for like find every cow um, that's in a well or like in a hole or something like that. And you know I just didn't do quite everything um but yeah it was fun the other thing was mostly a lot of super mario wonder playing um that one is still on my list i feel like it's almost cheating playing online because i you know i like don't really die like you'll die and your ghost will pop up and then like oh you know, I've, you'll get I've, saved i've died numerous times sometimes because i since there's no timer anymore, I like to explore sure. the levels. So a lot of times the other players will be so far ahead of me that they're no help at all. Um, so I've run into that. And then, you know, there's always the ones that, you know, just completely ignore me. But um, now that I've learned how to use the standees, um, I'll make sure to drop one after I complete a difficult yep. one, because if you if you die and you turn into a ghost, all you have to do is touch uh, another player's standee, and that has the same effect as touching the player. You'll you know come mm -hmm. back to life. So, um, so I make sure to leave those for uh, you know for the other players. Yeah, I like to get my hearts. I like to get my hearts. It's it's <laughs> great, and and I'll always. Um... I don't know why, but I'll just kind of wait at the finish line if I'm like there with other people to try and get as many people on the finish line as possible so that we can all get our hearts and everything like that. And then everybody's like smashing the X button or whatever it is to like do the emote. It's just cool. It's just a really fun um, community Mario game that I was just not expecting at all to have this year. You know, like I just didn't know that this was happening. It's cool that the way that Nintendo dropped it, it was like, hey, this is happening and it's coming out like tomorrow. And that's kind of what happened. And it's one of the best 2D Mario games since, like, the Super Nintendo, so... Without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, it's just, uh, I mean, arguably Mario Maker is, is up there as well. But, like, this is curated levels from Nintendo. And on top of that, each one of the levels mostly is going to have its own unique uh, MacGuffin or whatever, you know, that is not in any other level. So I, I, I appreciate that as well. Sometimes it's like an enemy. Sometimes it's like a mechanic, gameplay mechanic. But it's a, it is a very well-made Mario game. I'm ready for more. <laughs> like, give me, give me Super Mario Wonderful because I'll buy another one. Um, what else? Uh, I have... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I have been kind of put, like putzing my way through it. I'm not, not like, I won't sit and play it for hours, but sometimes I'll sit and play like one or two levels and then play something else or whatever. So I'm, I'm dragging it out, but uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it. Sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it's so good. So good. So good. I'm ready for more. Um, although I haven't finished this yet. So um, I guess uh, stay tuned. Maybe I'll maybe I'm going to get mad at the very end because these, the levels are too hard or something. But uh, so far, so good. Um, OK, that's pretty much it for Mario, I guess. The other thing that I've been playing is not really game, but I've been uh, messing around with uh, some like hardware stuff. So I resurrected a um watch that I 
purchased on Kickstarter years ago, Pebble Time, and um, it's been long in a closet, long dead, and I haven't touched it in a while because it was broken. And I was like, you know what? I have a 3D printer and I can like, you know, kind of fix the broken part on it. And so I did. Not in the traditional design a 3D printer part um, for it. I literally just got like some filament and heated it up with a soldering iron and just kind of like forced it into the little thing and like tried to shape yes. the, the, the part that was missing, but it worked and it's working and I have a watch again. And the reason I want to talk about it is because there's a, a, like an SDK for developing for it. And I've been kind of like poking around on how to hmm. do that. It's, it's, literally just like javascript and everything like that so it's not like you know rocket science but it's kind of new to me anyways and i'm trying to like uh, i was gonna say it's javascript is enough to throw me off but <laughs> sure but it, um I'm, I'm trying to make a watch face with that has like the um weather and then what is the the because it can do what else can this thing do pedometer and it can do some other things, but all of the watch faces that are like on the shop are like old. It's like, hey, I used to, I had this one back in the day. So I'm trying, I don't know if I'm gonna be successful, but I'm trying to make a watch face that has all of those things that I want myself and we'll see how it goes. Um, and if, it, if I do, I'll put it in the Pebble shop and then people can like download it and stuff like that. But yeah, I, Pebble time, I, I may have even talked about it back in the day, like way back in the day when I first got it. But um, it was a Kickstarter from ages and ages ago that I, uh, I loved. It's, it's, the reason why I like it is because it's uh, not quite on the level of like an Apple Watch. It does have like a microphone, so like I can like, you know, speak into it and like text somebody if I like, you know, talk into the device. I can like answer calls by, but you know, I'd actually have to answer it on the device, not on my, on my watch. Um, <laughs> but uh, the reason I like it is because it has an always on display. It's like a, um, like almost like a Kindle um, e-paper, but it's color. So um, huh. the battery lasts like four days, you know, like I don't have to charge it like ever usually. I'm not never really thinking about that. And then I can just kind of look down at it and not have to like flick my wrist or worry about like the watch turning on because it's just always on, you know. So I that's what I like about this thing. Plus, I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on it back in the day. So I might as well, you know get some more use out of it. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been futzing with as far as that is concerned. Um, the last thing I'll talk about is Pokemon Go and not much of it because we didn't really do the event that happened this weekend. Um, I think like the last 30 minutes of it, we like showed up at the mall and we're like, oh yeah, event's going on. Let's turn on our Pokemon Go and uh, see if we can get some shinies. And I, I got two, and my wife ended up getting one. I think it was like Mareep is the name of the Pokemon, like the, the sheep thingy. Um, yeah, like the electric sheep. <clears throat> yeah. Which uh, I just realized is probably a uh, reference to the Philip K. Dick book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true, actually. Um, this is not a philosophical podcast, though, so um, stop that. Um, 
the, 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 the I don't know why this event didn't get me that excited. I think it was probably because we each already had um, shinies of that um, Pokemon already, so it wasn't like it was a you know a big deal. But yeah, you know, played a little bit, got out and played a little bit Pokemon Pokemon Go. There was a lot of people at the mall playing um, this weekend. It was you know. Black Friday shopping, so people were just out doing that. But uh, we did a raid with some people as well, so that was kind of cool. Um, what else? What else? I think that's really it. I was kind of boring this week. I, I, I didn't play a whole lot of games, so it worked. And I uh, cut down a tree. Um, I played uh, Lumberjack, so I was like the, the Lumberjack on... Uh, on uh, Link to the Past, I always think of that of that those two brothers when I think yeah. of Lumberjacks. Um, ever, just always. So, uh, no, I want to play that game. Got it, <laughs> <Yeah>. Zelda. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, we've probably uh, exhausted this episode, although it's kind of a short one. But uh, that's okay. We'll be back again next week for more. Um, thank you, Justin. Appreciate you jumping on this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Um, as always, go get yourself a registered to vote. And if you're ready to do that, then go play some video games, okay? i catch you guys later. Adios. Bye-bye. See you real soon. Bye.